Welcome to the Whole Damn Vibe Podcast. I'm your host, Steph Wharton, and I'm on a mission to help folks realize you can have a life that's a whole damn vibe. You can create more white space in your calendar, take up new hobbies, and do more of the things that make you truly happy. Tune in as we discuss all things taking up space, making scary decisions, and unapologetically breaking the rules to build the business and life of your dreams. We have another guest joining us today on the podcast. I'd love for you to meet Natasha, video marketing coach. Natasha is one of the leaders who will be speaking at You Belong in the Room on April 17th to 19th. If you have yet to register, feel free to do so as we have some really juicy stuff coming through as well as daily prizes happening. They will be specifically teaching you her three-part strategy for showing up consistently on video. And trust me when I say she does it beautifully and it's super low lift. All right. Can't wait for you to meet and get to know Natasha better. Let's dive right in. Hey, Natasha. How's it going? It's going good. How are you, Steph? I'm really good. Thank you. I know people tuning in right now can't see me, but you have a little bit of a preview. I'm in the library right now recording, which feels super kind of like official. I have my own space. I'm in a fishbowl. So I feel very observed, which is a little bit weird, Uh, but I'm vibing, having a great day. Oh, that's awesome. That's super fun. I know we're going to be diving into, we have questions, we're going to have conversations today, but there's going to be some people that have never heard of you. So I'd love for you to share in your own words, who is the person behind the brand? Yes. Um, So I'm a video marketing coach and former social media manager turned creator and podcaster um, and marketing educator for small businesses that want to leverage the power of video, but are maybe struggling with the logistics of what to post, how to be strategic, or they're struggling a little bit more with the confidence side of things of being in their video content and showing up. It can be terrifying. I remember, what was it, a couple of years, like back in 2017, 2018, when I first got started, it was so silly, but the confidence, it was exactly what was lacking for me. I remember I always caught myself like smirking or like doing like weird things. (laughs) Was there anything that you did that was a little, even if it's not cringy, that felt a little cringy at the time? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, when I first started on video, I felt like I needed to be a lot more polished than I am in real life. Like I literally felt like I had to put like on something very official, very formal. I had to talk a certain way, um, had to be done up. So I think that's kind of where my cringiness kind of started when I was starting on video. And it's really because I wasn't confident, right? I had all these imposter syndrome thoughts and all these things holding me back from even thinking of using video. I almost didn't even start my Instagram account. Yeah. What were you doing before Instagram? Anything? Or that was like your first kind of platform to market yourself? Yeah. So when I started my business, I was in college. So I was like balancing trying to graduate while also like getting my first clients. And so um, I was kind of just using freelancing platforms to get my first clients like Upwork. And so I kind of thought like, oh, like I won't need to market myself. I'll just focus on marketing for my clients. Um, And so I just figured like, I won't need to create my own content or show up on video. Like I'm just going to be behind the scenes, which I know is a common thing that a lot of social media managers kind of experience and is kind of their excuse for avoiding it. But um, eventually I was like, I want people to see like what I'm working on and behind the scenes and and possibly be able to get more clients. And I would have probably never guessed that my Instagram and my brand would evolve to where it is now. 
That's freaking hilarious because you actually touched on something that I've felt previously. It's almost like when it's the opposing kind of narrative that you have in your head where you don't know how to show up or you're feeling lack of confidence. So it's like, screw it. I, so personally, I used to be a brand designer. So I kind of felt that way. I used to design brands for other people. And then when it came for me to show up on Instagram, I'd be like, you know what? Like, I don't need the perfect brand. I'm just going to have a random logo. I'm just going to pick some colors and I'm going to start showing up because in my head, I felt too much freaking pressure about getting it right for it myself. So it's like, I might as well just put all my energy and my love for my clients and then just let that do the heavy lifting, which sounds very similar to what you're just talking about with marketing. It's like, I don't want to market myself or or I'm not ready to market myself, whatever that story, the narrative might be, but I'm going to do this for other people. And I'm super freaking curious, what was the shift for you to go from, mm, I'm, I don't want to use social media, I don't want to use video to all of a sudden freaking owning it and being like, I do it for my clients and I do it for myself. Yeah, I think I realized that like me showing up on Instagram was bigger than my insecurities and what was holding me back. Like it wasn't about me. I think often our reasons for showing up are quite selfish unintentionally of like wanting to protect ourselves and and wanting to not put out the amazing expertise or um, wisdom that we have out into the world and take up space. And it's a lot easier to just not, right? It's hard. It's challenging. It takes up time takes up a capacity. But I think for me, I realized like if I could share what was working for me for my social media management clients, and I could use Instagram to connect with people and build relationships and, and build a community, then it was it was worth it to me. And I think looking back, I was really focusing less on like me as I provide one service, but I was really creating those stepping stones to create a brand. And, and to all the feelings you mentioned, you felt, um, I definitely feel like a lot of people can um, really empathize with that, whether they're service providers or other marketers of just thinking like, what's, what is it even worth? Like, why should I even show up? Um, but I think what's really important for people to understand is like, we all have this very unique opportunity to be the voice and the creator and the person to show up for our brands. And I feel like once we shift how we see it, it kind of feels like, well, if, if anyone's going to be talking about my business and what I do and my brand and the offers that I have, like it should be me of all people. Yes, I know. It can be so freaking hard to almost go from that transition of like, I just want to sell the service. Like, that's all I want to do to be like, no, I'm owning it. Like, I am part of the brand. I'm part of the reason why so many people are investing in this product. And I actually think you do it really freaking beautifully because when it comes to video marketing and confidence and that kind of stuff, it can be hard when all you see is people talk about what it can look like and the power of video marketing and just the kind of logistics slash strategic side of things. And it's like, yeah, okay, that sounds smart, sounds believable, I get it. I guess you've seen results. I guess your clients have seen results, but to actually see you showing up, whether it's through stories, through reels and how, how simple it seems, how like carefree and natural. And like, that makes it so much more tangible to be like, oh, 
You mean I can show up like that? Like I get to market my offers and make money just by like showing up like, uh, let's see my morning matcha or whatever it might be. And maybe we can't, um, as people who haven't started with video marketing yet or don't feel comfortable with it yet, maybe it feels a little bit abstract as like, hey, what does that look like for me, right? How can I present my brand in a way that feels natural? But that's the first step, being able to see somebody like walking the walk, like doing the thing and showing really what becomes possible the fact that you do get to have fun you do get to sell and you also get to do it in such a natural and fun way yeah definitely and I think also understanding that like for the most of us like we had to learn we had to practice we had to get good quote-unquote at video and that meant showing up imperfectly. And so I think when we kind of take away the the perception that everyone else has it figured out and we just don't, it's simply not true. Like opening up your phone and seeing your face like staring right back at you when you're trying to film a story just is something that we're all um, not 100% used to when we, when we sign up for marketing our businesses on social media. So I think like understanding that all of those feelings are normal and like someone starts somewhere, but also realizing that you can show up on video in whatever way that feels the best for you because that's how you're going to maintain it long term and that's how it's actually going to be effective for you. Yeah, 1000% as opposed to trying to force it or like do it a very specific and super strategic way that somebody else is doing. And it's like, it might work for them, but for you, you might need your own spin or you might need something completely freaking different. I definitely know for me, uh, I sometimes get like in my nerves slash uh, I get that kind of like feeling of impostery slash like awkwardness whenever there's somebody else in the room. It's almost like, oh, I'm being stared at, like I'm going to mess up what I'm saying or I just look silly or whatever uh do you have like as somebody who's obviously very good at video marketing at showing up and taking up space in a very consistent basis do you have those kind of like doubts or uh moments where you're wavering a little bit and if you do how do you get yourself back on track Yeah, I think like we're all human at the end of the day. And sometimes I post a series of stories and I'm like, I don't like that. Um, And I'm definitely not the person to be like talking to my phone, like out on the streets at the grocery store. Um, So I definitely think like, those feelings come up. And I think what's really important with video confidence is like, how can you support yourself with showing up? Like, does it mean having a space that you can create? Does it mean not having to talk to your your phone right away and it's just filming video clips? Um, does it mean going live? And because you really like conversation and talking to other people, I think that live seem really scary, but I'm like, go live with someone else. So you're not like talking to the abyss and you're like talking to someone in your industry or even a client or a colleague. Um, So I think that like, absolutely, there's definitely going to be things that are more or less uncomfortable. And like, I even have those for myself. Um, But I feel like there's so many options on how we can show up on video and like, we can really pick and choose like what feels best for us. Yes, I am so happy that you touched on that because I know we have a lot of listeners that uh, have different lifestyles, honestly, like there are some parents, there are people that have part-time jobs, there's people that have roommates or that have, let's say they live in an apartment that's like not very aesthetic or whatever reasons that make showing up a little bit harder or just something that you have to work through and build up more confidence than maybe somebody else might have to. 
So there's so many ways to show up, right? And it doesn't always have to be you with your face on video. What are some of your favorite ways to take up space, whether they're video or whether something just completely simpler, let's say? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think something that's really important here is like taking away any obstacles that might make showing up harder. Um, Like I'm looking at my phone stand right now that's right on my desk and I can easily put my phone up and capture video content in the space that I'm working the most often. Um, Even with like creating and maybe you don't have a great space. um, I know I've like created content in co-working space, meeting rooms, in my childhood bedroom in the car, like all those different places. Like you literally just need a corner. Um, And I also think like the biggest thing here is like not striving for perfection. Um, I think that's where a lot of those things kind of come up as we think our videos need to be highly produced or that we have to be doing all this time and energy we're spending towards our videos. um, When in reality, sometimes simpler is better. And um, to kind of build on that, like one thing that I just love to do is like document things that I'm already doing in my day and capturing video footage of that. I like to call it stock content. It's simply just B-roll footage or video clips. Um, And then I can use that on things like stories where I'm sharing my to-do list for the day or I'll kind of use it in what I like to refer to as quote videos, which essentially is just B-roll footage, that stock content footage playing in the background and you're layering text on top with like a perspective shift or something inspirational or a tip or a how-to or a POV. So we really can like you, that's like my favorite way to like create a lot of video content, but it doesn't really require too much energy from me because it's stuff that I'm already doing and I'm just using video as the vessel. So I feel like that's like an easy thing. Pretty much anyone can do is just like, what are you already doing? And just start capturing that and turning that into quote videos. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of that. I was literally having a conversation with a peer. What was this? Like maybe one or two days ago. It was earlier this week. And they were talking about exactly kind of like a combination of what we just touched on, where they were sitting at home with their kid and just nothing was aesthetic. They didn't have much time to like think about, okay, how do I set myself up? How do I record? Is it even a good time to be recording because of noise and whatnot? And because there was a big focus on aesthetic, I was like, you have a pool outside, you have palm trees, like I've seen you share that content. Why don't you just create stock content, right? And I was literally thinking of you. I was like, she needs to consume Natasha's content, like she's going to learn so much about how to make video marketing just simple. And it's so freaking cool, because not only does it get to be that simple to create kind of like cool, engaging, different type of content, but also it gives people a sneak peek. Like the same way that might some people might do like a professional brand shoot and then just use all that content, whether it's video or just still photos for their content. Now you get a very real in the moment look at the brand, at the person that you're either investing in, going to work with for the next six months. Like that is just a beautiful and simple way to connect with people in a more real way when social media is a huge uh, platform for that. It's all about the social. It's all about the connection that we make with people. Yeah, literally one of my favorite con- like ways of creating content. And I feel like you are obviously one of the, you've kind of like positioned yourself as such a, um, let's say there's like a word for it. It's like a leader, like somebody who's like rocking the boat and doing things differently. Like you really like headstrong just went and like owned it. Really amazing. 
Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think um, just like with anyone, it's really easy to consume all the things that are happening in our industry and feel like we need to be creating that or like really leaning into what's working for everyone else. Um, and I've definitely done that in the past, like shared the trend, shared the news, shared the how to do this Instagram hack. Like I've absolutely done it. Um, but I think when I really figured out like what transformation do I want my community and my clients to feel and experience with my brand, I realized it sometimes meant kind of like rocking the boat and going against what the norms were. So um, yeah, it, it took time, took practice of flexing that muscle and being okay with with not being everyone's cup of tea, but it's really empowering once you're able to kind of step into that and use video as a vessel for it. Yeah. And obviously this is something like as you own this, uh, whether it's this strategy, this framework, this thing that you start to get known for, I know um, as you build that reputation, the confidence, it starts to feel more natural and easy to feel like you belong in the room. Like you can show up, take up space, like what you have to say matters. Uh, But until you have that thing or that experience, even just taking up space, it is intimidating. It's, it's almost like what we were talking about the beginning of the conversation with just it can be intimidating to show up on stories it can be intimidating to show up on social media like there's so many different uh almost like growth uh like barriers slash like growth experiences that we have to go through every single year almost every single month in our business but as we're diving into you belong in the room the podcast series i'd love to hear from you like when's the first time that you actually felt it if it wasn't the first time just a memorable time where you felt that i actually belong in the room like i'm meant to be here i'm meant to speak up and share what i'm all about yeah i i feel like the first thing that came to mind is when i was on the gold digger podcast jenna kutcher's gold digger podcast um and i think what's really interesting is that same type of kind of disruptive content that i was creating um it was all around this really it was like the big conversation um in 2022 2021 of like instagram said you can't post photos anymore and everyone was riled up and i went to instagram and i was like hey y'all relax. Instagram, first of all, didn't say that. And even if they did, you know, I gave some context. This has been happening. This doesn't mean you can't post photos. It does mean, you know, all those types of things. I kind of just gave like my hot take on it. And that video like blew up. It did really well. And I remember Jenna Kutcher like commenting on it and liking it and like saying that it was so helpful. And, you know, fast forward, she eventually asked me to be on her podcast and even do a bonus lesson in her course. And I remember her specifically saying like that reel that you created was why like we're having this conversation. It's what I want to talk about. Um, And so I feel like that was what kind of solidified that even though posting the things that don't necessarily go the way that maybe it would be the most viral or the way that everyone else is talking about it, um, that that's kind of my way of like taking up space um, in my own industry and in, in the online space, which led to like a really cool room to be invited to be in. So I feel like that's the first thing that kind of um, tied a little bit of what we were talking about, but also just kind of like one of those opportunities that made me realize like, okay, I have something to bring to the table. It's kind of ironic because I see that happening a lot. Like I see it in my own content. I see it in other people's content. Whenever you let go of the rules, whenever you let go of trying to make things perfectly or like to appease the algorithm or to do something that you think might convert, 
that's when we almost like just shed the skin and we say what we really mean and we do it passionately and we just say it because because it needs to be said because people need to hear it because it's a different perspective and people need to know that there's a different way of doing things that where you don't have to be so worried and stressed and uh, perfect all the time and that can be so much more impactful so it's almost by doing the opposite of what you're quote-unquote supposed to be doing you end up seeing the most like incredible like mind-blowing results and opportunities like that was a really cool opportunity all because you just decided screw it I'm just gonna say something that goes against what everybody else is saying yeah definitely and it's it's not to say that it's easy or that it doesn't take time and like really flexing the muscle to get there um and if anyone's listening is like well like how do I like even get started with that like how do I even like start creating that type of content is that like you have to start and I know that's like the most annoying advice I can give but I feel like I wouldn't have so much clarity on what I do want to be creating about and what I do want to be standing for with my brand and my messaging and my content if I didn't start just throwing things at the wall and seeing how it sounded if I said it this way or if I put it this way and what resonated with people and what didn't make sense to people. And like you have to go through that process of discovery because like you don't just sit one day and it just like bops you off the head and you're like, okay, now I know what I'm like an expert at like I I always thought maybe that happened it doesn't happen um well at least it did in my experience and I don't think it does for most people so hopefully that I can encourage people of like like you have to start and do it before you know what your thing is because that's how you discover it really through trial and error 100% like I've gone through so many pivots and so many realizations and breakthroughs and it would have never happened if it hadn't been for what you just said just doing it trying practicing and I think something that a lot of people like perhaps know but they don't consciously realize is one like who cares if you put something out there that's like, you know what, like that wasn't my most confident or like the coolest, most mind blowing thing ever. You get to delete it or you get to not even post it. You get to even host a podcast and then delete the first 20 episodes. If all of a sudden you pivoted and the rest, you're just so embarrassed and you don't even want them to like exist anymore. Like we have so much control over these things that it's like, you know what? Yeah, just get out there. And even if you start, like you said, in just very small ways, just testing things out, like dipping your feet into it until you start to kind of like gain traction and find your way of saying things, showing up that feels more natural and aligned, then yes, you'll eventually find whether it's your groove, your framework, your, um, your stance, your mission, whatever that might be that makes you feel more confident because you're like, this is what I stand for. Like, I'm so freaking passionate about this thing that now I don't even have to wait for people to invite me in the room. I'm going to invite myself. I'm going to create my own rooms. And that's such like a vibey, like badass thing to be able to do to not just wait for opportunities, but make them happen for yourself, really. Absolutely. I I always tell my mastermind clients that like if you want to get invited to be on stage or you wanted to work with a brand or whatever that like big aspiration is, is like you have all the tools to like create your own stage. Like your stage starts in your video content. It starts when you host your own summit or you share your favorite brands in your content. Like whatever that opportunity is that you're wanting to get towards and work towards and attract. um, Yes. Like ask, put yourself out there. Like 
pitch yourself, like negotiate, like do all those things too. But like, you have to like create that space for yourself first. Um, and once we're able to do that, like it'll attract whatever you're looking for. Yeah, it, it really does attract. It's almost like a snowball effect where everything just starts spiraling. Literally, my first in-person speaking opportunity led to not only just like clients, which was really cool and I really wasn't expecting, but it led to podcast interviews. It led to, and then the next thing and the next thing and next thing you know, you're just being, yes, invited into a million rooms. You're just like, how did that happen? And it was literally just because you took one step. You either said yes to an opportunity that made you a little bit scared or you invited yourself to whatever it might be. And yeah, it's just that little thing that can literally make so many things happen for you in the most like unexpected ways. I think that's what's really cool because we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to sign clients, to show up and do the thing. And when we release a lot of that and we're just like, let's just do it for fun. Let's experiment. Let's see where this leads. You end up just showing up so much more like your like truest self without trying to be perfect, without trying to be professional, without trying to look a certain way. And then all of a sudden that ends up attracting a lot more opportunities because people vibe with that. They're like, that's the real you. Even if they're not consciously thinking about that, they're like, damn, like I like this energy. I like what they're saying. I like their personality. And that just kind of like trickles through. And then, yeah, all of a sudden you're speaking at stages all over the world. And it's like, damn, I made that happen. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's so empowering. Do you have any cool like events that you're either going to attending or speaking at or anything kind of exciting coming up like that that has to do with like taking up space? Yeah, definitely. I just confirmed that I'm going to be doing my first moderating seeking engagement for a really big um, best-selling author that's in the marketing and online space for a digital summit. So um, really excited about that. And I think like it's so easy for me to be like, I've never moderated. This is totally new. This is scary. Like this is such a big person that I'm on stage with. But I feel like I've been just more excited than everything than anything because I'm like, I get to play and try these new experiences and see if I like that and and test new things out and just take advantage of a new opportunity. So that's definitely something that like literally just happened that I've been really excited about. That's really freaking awesome. I feel like if you do end up loving it, like moderators is something that people don't usually think about. Usually they're like, okay, I need to get my speakers. So to be able to moderate and get into different events like that, you could like pick up so much momentum with that and then find more opportunities to speak. Because I'm literally thinking, what was it, last January or February? So like a year ago, um, one of the in-person speaking gigs I did, the moderator, I now see them moderating at every single local event. And I'm like, damn. Like, that's a cool different way of showing up. Like, you literally secure that in, and now everybody wants to have you. It's such, like, an out-of-the-box way of showing up. Really cool. Yeah, definitely. And I think it shows you, like, with the speaking conversation, there's so many options, and it doesn't have to just be a keynote at a really big conference. Like, I know I was able to create, like, a course for, like, an international brand and, like, fly to Madrid to film it. And I've been able to do like a lot of virtual things for YouTube channels and webinars and podcasts. And I feel like there's so many ways to take up space. Um, And there isn't one right or better way, but like we can really lean into like what 
really actually feels the best for you, which is what you're going to like succeed at anyway. And sometimes it means just like experimenting like I am. I'm like, what would being a moderator feel like it look like? So let's just see. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's just so many options once you allow yourself to show up and attract those types of opportunities. Definitely. I had such like a random comparison, kind of like analogy thing as you were talking. And I'm like, it's the same way where like you start trying out new hobbies or new sports. Like, yes, are you going to be good at it? Maybe not. But could you discover something that you're so in love with and that maybe you're so damn good at? Yeah, 1000%. And all of a sudden that becomes your life. Like I literally just started taking uh, salsa and bachata lessons. What was it last August? So it's been let's say six months, give or take. And I am obsessed. It's literally all I do. I'm getting good. I've had people tell me like, oh shit, have you been practicing? And it's like, yes, that's literally all it takes. It's just venturing out, doing something slightly different and then continuing to do the thing. And all of a sudden it's your perfect way to show up or you're an amazing dancer. And it's just what you're known for going forward. Yes, absolutely. As we wrap up, I love to ask all the speakers, all the guests of the podcast, uh, something around the whole damn vibe. So if you're not familiar, around here, we subscribe to the fact that we get to do things differently. That usually looks like making both your business and your life a whole damn vibe where you're obsessed, you're super happy, you're on your own lane, on your own track, just doing what feels really freaking good to you and what makes you happy every single day so that you enjoy the journey and don't get so stuck with like milestones and goals and just like chasing after shiny objects. And I'd love to hear from you. What is having a life that's a whole damn vibe look like? Yeah, I feel like the first thing that comes to mind is like, having a business that supports that life and not the other way around. Um, And I think that means like being able to travel and experience new things, to be able to experience yummy food and fun experiences and spend time with the people that I love, my cutie pie pup, um, time outside, like all of those things that like light you up and and make you happy, like ha- like prioritizing that, prioritizing the play, prioritizing those fun moments as, as small as like your routine, your rituals. I know for me, it's like really honoring my weekends and even working four-day work weeks so I can prioritize those things that are so important and, and make sure we keep those just as important as all the things that we're working towards in our business. Yeah. Doing it in that order, honestly, is so good. And I feel like, especially when people start out in entrepreneurship, at least I know that was my experience. It's we do the flip side. We always Mm -hmm. focus so much on the business and we're like, okay, how many clients do we want to serve? How many can we serve? Uh, How do we want to market? You start to figure out this entire quote unquote, like business plan. And then life always takes a backseat. And then you're like, you know what? I'll do it someday. I'll, I'll do it in a month. A month turns into three months. It turns into six months. And next thing you know, you're working 24-7 towards something that you love, but you've put everything else that would make you so happy and make you feel so freaking successful on day one. You've put it back to, I don't know when, when you reach some milestone that turns into another milestone. So I love the way that you're doing it. Definitely amazing to be able to prioritize those things and then figure out how the business is going to fit in there. Because in that way, it gets to be so much more holistic, so much more well-rounded and not pressure-filled, which is definitely not the vibe. Yes. So with that, uh, how can people get in touch with you going forward? 
Yes, absolutely. You can connect with me over on Instagram at Shine with Natasha. And I'm also on TikTok and YouTube at Shine with Natasha. Um, and then you also can hang out over on the Shine Online podcast, wherever you find your podcast. Um, I release weekly episodes about video marketing tips um, and how to leverage it for your business. Wicked. I'm going to make sure we put all that on the show notes. People go ahead and connect with Natasha. She's freaking awesome. And if you notice, almost every single one of those platforms was video-based. So you're going to see and hear a lot from her and all things video marketing. Anyway, I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Steph. Don't go just yet. We have a free event coming up that you're going to want to hear about. I'm really excited to introduce you to my very first event, You Belong in the Room. I've brought together seven incredible folks from different industries and backgrounds to share with you what it takes to feel truly confident in taking up space. Together, we're on a mission to empower Latinas, women of color, queer, neurodivergent, and folks of all walks of life to step into their power through their diversity and start making their mission of impact more visible. This is a three-day event happening April 17th to 19th. You can register for free through the link in the show notes. There will be a series of interviews, juicy lessons, daily prizes, as well as weekly network and co-work events for the month of April. For those of you who are ready to embrace your brand, step deeper into thought leadership, and become widely visible as you spread your mission of impact, I also have a couple of one-on-one coaching spots available this month. You can apply right now and get one step closer to making your business and life a whole damn vibe.